Hi everybody, this is Paul Wania with the Agile Games Podcast. I just wanted to let you know before we get started about a couple of fun things that I've got coming up. I am now a LEGO Serious Play trainer, and if you're interested in becoming a certified LEGO Serious Play facilitator, I've got two classes, one up in San Jose on May 23rd, and one on June 6th down here in Carlsbad at Legoland, California. So these are going to be really fun events. I hope you can make them if you'd like more information. The events are both on Eventbrite, and I'll include links in the show notes. Now, on with the show. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Agile Games Podcast with Laura Powers and my best buddy, Paul Wania. Hey, Paul, how's it going tonight? Pretty good. I thought there for a minute you forgot your best buddy's name. Well, I was trying to decide whether I should like highlight the awesomeness that you are or let you introduce yourself. And I just decided it was time to just, you know, out you as the awesome dude that you are. It was good to see you last week live and in person at Agile Open San Diego. Yeah, we were both at Agile Open San Diego down here, in, oddly enough, in San Diego at the... <laughs> Marina Village Conference Center. Great location, eh? Oh, my gracious. It is a great location. And I have to say, anytime you get a chance to go to an event in San Diego, you need to do it because this town knows how to put on a party. And most times they have a good bit of sunshine to go with it. You know, I kind of thought that you might have been able to give us a little bit more warmth last week. But, man, it was a gorgeous stay in San Diego. Well, we it poured rain uh, this last weekend, so just be happy you weren't here for that. And that <laughs> we actually had some decent weather while you guys were here. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to do a podcast so we could talk a bit about what we experienced at the Agile Open San Diego in its second year, 2017. I know we both hosted sessions. We both attended sessions. Tell us about a couple of the sessions you attended that you enjoyed. Okay, well, this is a large open space. You know, Diana Larson was the facilitator, and what, there were almost 200 people or a little bit over 200 people there. So beautiful space and lots of variation in terms of what was on people's minds that they wanted to talk about. So, you know, one of the sessions that really caught my eye was called Discover Your Genius, and it was put on by a guy from Southern California called Curtis Gilbert. And I didn't know anything about Curtis, didn't know anything about what the session was going to be like, but I was really happy to attend it because it turns out that he has this system that's based on I Ching, Chinese energy, and there's a he, he does this quiz where you find out what kind of energy you bring to your creative work and to your work and I think really to your life in general. And you can be a, a dynamo, a blaze, a tempo, or a steel. And there's variations in how those energies combine and all kinds of interesting things that, that we talked about in the workshop. And what I really loved was we went through this quiz, we talked about what these energies meant, and then he did the thing that makes me happy, and I know it makes you happy, Paul. He pulled out the Lego. Yay. <laughs> so I loved it because this was seemingly a, a little bit of a presentation, a little bit of a workshop for us to talk about things. And I'm loving to seeing people who are bringing play and games even into sessions that aren't 
all about play and games. So what he had us do was break into teams of about four people, and we built something with the Lego as a team with, of course, you know, in our agile way, a vaguely stated goal as to why we were building this thing. And I'm not going to tell you all the specifics of what he has you do, because I really think you need to keep an eye out for the next time you see Curtis Gilbert in a conference where you are, and hopefully you'll get to experience it firsthand. But anyways, he pulls out the Lego, my little team of four, thought we had followed the instructions to the nth degree. We built this most magnificent, awesome, looked like it was absolutely going to win structure that, uh, yeah, it fell apart. And we learned something really important, A, about, again, requirements and making sure you know what it is that you're building. But also it was a real illustration of the fact that our team was a little lopsided in terms of having many similar personality types on it, which lent itself to us kind of going off the deep end and not exactly succeeding. Whereas another team that was more balanced and a little bit less wild and crazy, shall I say, actually came from behind and won the day. So anyways, if you get a chance and you see Curtis Gilbert putting on something called Discover Your Genius, check it out because it's pretty cool. Well, it sounds like he's definitely a future guest on this podcast. Yeah, I think so. What about you, Paul? What did you see that was exciting? Unfortunately, this year as an organizer, I spent a lot of time organizing. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't get a chance to get around and see as many sessions as I would have liked. There were some great things going on there. Of course, this being the San Diego area, we had a great representation from the Hunter people. So there was lots of mob programming stuff and even a mob programming game. Chris Lucian walked us through a mob programming game that Wilhelm at Hunter had created. I didn't get a stay for the whole session on that, but what I did see, I was pretty impressed by, and I definitely grabbed one of the handouts so that I could mess around with the game a bit on my own, but a really cool mob programming game. And then a lot of time talking to people. That's what an open space is all about, right? Getting around, meeting the people, having those conversations outside of the sessions. So that's where I found a lot of my fun and a lot of just being around my people. Your peeps bring up an interesting point for me because I would like to plant this in the minds and the hearts of all the agile game enthusiasts who listen to our podcast. An open space is an amazing opportunity for you to have an idea for a game and have a session where people mastermind with you on how to create the game. Or let's say you have a game, you've tested it on your dearly beloved spouse so many times that they don't even want to talk to you anymore, and you're not quite sure if it's ready for prime time yet. An an open space is an amazing opportunity to get A group of people who are interested and supportive and will tell you if your game sucks or not to play it and give you truthful, straight up feedback and ideas for improving it. So I've seen a couple of times people doing that and somehow or another, I always manage to miss when I have a new game. Uh, My timing might be off, but I'm thinking this summer with some of my open spaces I'm planning to go to to really make a point of playtesting. 
Well, that kind of feeds into one of the sessions that I actually did run. So I was part of a few different sessions. One of the ones I ran, you actually attended there, which was my building team values with Lego Serious Play. Now that's not a, it wasn't a new session for me, but what it was is it's part of a larger day long event that I will put on with teams called Building Team Trust Canvas. And that uses a lot of Lego serious play and empathy toy and some improv and a lot of different activities, but it's a whole entire day. So obviously something like that doesn't work in this kind of format. Mm -hmm. But what I did was I said, okay, well, you know, I think there's this chunk in there, the values part of the team trust canvas, and I can take that and maybe I can turn that into a one hour session. And so I brought that, I had tried it for the first time as a one hour session, just a few days before at the Agile Coaching Exchange meetup here in San Diego. And it seemed to go pretty well there. So I tweaked it a bit more and tried a few different things here at the open. And I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on what this talk is, what this one hour session is around building values through Legos. And basically, I mean, you were there, uh, you kind of saw how it went. Hopefully it went pretty well. Oh yeah. But it's really just about a lot of that creating a set of values for the team and what matters to the team. And, and in this one, we do it in Lego. So we do some Lego builds to figure out what is important to our teams. What are our team's values? Everyone's building, everyone's sharing. People get a chance to combine them if, if they are both creating something that's pretty similar, like, oh, I built transparency and you built transparency. Why don't we combine our transparency models and make it, you know, an even more awesome transparency model. So they were doing all of that. And then we kind of talked a bit about, okay, now that you've got your set of values, what kind of behaviors are driven by those values? What do we expect to see if we're going to talk about being transparent? Let's not just, oh, we're going to be transparent up on the wall kind of thing. What does it actually mean? What mm -hmm. kind of behaviors do we want to see? Yeah, it started some really interesting conversations. And the fun thing to watch in a open space or any conference is you're learning a game and doing something, and you're sitting beside people that you've just first met. And I really enjoyed watching the conversations where uh, you were, in essence, kind of forming teams on the fly in the course of this hour that you facilitated this workshop. And it was really cool to watch that because a lot of times people struggle for months or more in the quote unquote real world to do something like that. And I was starting to see teams come together really quickly with that exercise, Paul. So I think that's one of those values, especially when it's Lego. If you give a software or an Agilist person, even the sniff of Lego, they get excited. So well played. Well, I think it was you and I, we walked into a session at one point in time and there were already maybe seven or eight people in the room and every single person was staring at their cell phone. <laughs> yes. Nobody was talking to each other. Nobody was interacting. They were all staring at their cell phone. This is a way that really gets that interaction going. You know, you got to put away your cell phone. Your hands are engaged, so you can't be checking your text or checking your email or anything else. You're listening, you're talking, and all of a sudden, you're really active. Yeah. And speaking of chaos... 
I decided that, you know, coming, flying down for um, the open space from Northern California, that I, I was going to limit the amount of stuff I brought. So I just threw a bag of dice into my luggage, and I ended up deciding to do my adaptation of Paul Booz's Power of 13 collaboration game. He currently has it set up where he does four rounds, and it ultimately is demonstrating pair programming and round three and mobbing in round four. I've taken it and have adapted it to be a three-round game that teaches what it means to have a group be coordinated, have a group cooperate, and then in the final round, truly collaborate. And I have to tell you, it was hilarious to see these folks rolling dice and making big noise when they rolled a 13 and basically razzing each other when they didn't. And to see that as you move from coordination to the ultimate collaboration, they saw a 10x productivity improvement, which is pretty typical for the game, and it is way messier, and it's an awesome game to illustrate to leaders and organizations that if you're looking for the productivity, you have to take your hands off that command and control button a lot more than you might want to, but you'll be well rewarded with productivity increase that is pretty awesome. You originally played that game with Paul at Agile New England, didn't you, when he created it, Agile Games New England? Yes. Um, Paul came to Agile Games in New England in 2014 with an idea that the game that he wanted to create. And that year they had a workshop for people to basically walk through the steps of creating a new game. And it was really fun because he came with that idea, but he was totally open to how it would play out. So the team investigated, should the basic mode of doing work be rolling dice? Should it be card-based where you're attempting to put together a certain type of like poker hand or something? So they did a lot of experimenting in very short iterations in the course of this workshop. And then basically by the end, they play-tested it at the workshop. And then I think they play-tested it again at the open space the following day. And as they say, the rest is history. You know, this is a very uh, versatile game that you can do a lot with, and lots of people are using it now. I think we've got another podcast episode there. You need to reach out to Paul, and, and we need to get him on here and talk about how do you create a new game in an open space or at a games conference where you just can play test it out. I think that'd be a really good discussion to have. Yeah, Paul is amazing because he's got just the right streak of evil, and he's a true lean agilist because he also approaches game design from the perspective of keep it as simple as possible, which I think is often a challenge for new people creating agile games. You put too many variables and too many rules and it's so complicated it takes a month to play it. And we usually can only get little chunks of time with people when we want to play a game to teach something. So there's a real art there. So we'll definitely have Mr. Paul on the podcast at some point. Sounds great. So the next session, uh, I didn't run this session. This session was actually convened by Stephanie 
and she put together a session on retrospectives. We had a real packed house on that one. It was a lot of people with a lot of interest. And here we are talking about retrospectives at a conference moderated by Diana Larson. But unfortunately, Diana doesn't go to sessions. That's not her role. She is there to help moderate it, but she does not participate. So we had her there, but unfortunately, she didn't come to our session and couldn't be persuaded to do so. But I did, uh, while I was up there, I had everyone pull out their phones. I said, okay, if you're serious about retrospectives, and I assume you are because you're here, open the Amazon app. Okay, now look up Diana Larson and Agile Retrospectives. Buy that book right now. <laughs> and we also played a couple of games with them. We did an improv game to start it off because, as Diana says in her book, if you can get people talking in the first five minutes, they're much more likely to be engaged and talkative throughout the rest of your retrospective. So we did that. The ball game as the improv game example of how to do that. And then we ran through the sailboat exercise. Again, I believe that's in Diana's book. And, you know, really just tried to show people some of the different options for when they're running retrospectives, because one of my mantras is always never run the same retro two times in a row. That's hard when you can't remember what you did the last time, but I totally agree with you. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was a great session. What else did you run while you were there? Did you run any other games? I didn't. The other thing that was on my mind was how do you coach an agile mindset? You know, we talk so much about how important it is to be agile rather than to just do agile. And I was interested in, in getting some ideas from folks in terms of their thoughts in terms of, of how to coach people towards that. I think there's a game hidden in there someplace, but it's not peeking its head out yet in terms of how to design something to help people understand what it means to be agile. Mm, yeah, I definitely feel some Lego coming on with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to change your title to Lego Whisperer, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, so we have something we wanted to announce here, I think. We do? There's another open space that's happening more towards the end of the year in September. It's also here in Southern California. And it's going to be September 14th and 15th in Irvine. That's Agile Open SoCal that I'm talking about. World famous Agile Open SoCal. Good weather and lots of good Agilists. And there's going to be something to happen in the day before the start of that conference. Do you know what's what might oh, be happening? Oh, yes. On Wednesday, September the 13th, 2017, we will have the second annual Agile Games West in Irvine as a warm-up for that open space for Agile Open SoCal. And one of the fun things we're going to be doing is it's going to be a reception both for the Agile Games West and the Agile Open SoCal. And I'm thinking that might be a good time to bring some games out, too. Oh, I love that idea. And now that we've got a date, Paul, you know, we've got to do a little bit more planning and figure out when we'll be opening the call for papers for Agile Games West on the 13th of September. Yep, it's up on the website. You can find out more information there. Looks like we've got some cool keynotes. Last year, we were just two tracks. This year, we're probably looking at three tracks. So we're excited to have a few more speakers. And we might even try to squeeze in an extra session uh, over last year. So I'm looking to have a lot of really great content this year. Oh, that's awesome. I am ready. 
And we've got Michael DeLamaza helping us out on this one. He's a co-chair along with Laura and I. Absolutely. Let us know if you'd like to help us put this together or just go to the website and register. And we will see you in September in Southern California for Agile Games West. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Laura, what do you say? I think that sounds like an awesome idea. It's always good to hang out with you, Paul, and talk about games and what we're going to do, where and when. And I look forward to the next time our paths cross and the next time we see some of our games people at a conference or at work. Yep. So definitely come up and say hi to Laura at Agile Games New England if you're there next month. Or come and say hi to both of us at Scrum Gathering in San Diego. Definitely. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you give us a rating in the store. Let us know that you love us, and we'll talk to you next time. Great. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.